With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. My name is M. William Phelps. This is Paper Ghosts, a season one update. It's been more than a year since season one of Paper Ghosts aired. And whether it be a text or tweet or even just a drive around my own neighborhood, Not a day goes by that I still don't think about the young girls and women who went missing in my hometown so many years ago. Like any cold case investigation, the work never stops. Season one may have come to an end, but the scores of tips and queries I've received in emails, social media messages, and phone calls have only continued. Not only to me, but also to the Vernon, Connecticut Police Department and Tallinn County, Connecticut State's Attorney's Office, responsible for investigating the cases of Janice Pocket, Lisa White, Debbie Spickler, Susan LaRosa, and Irene LaRosa. 
I thought it was time for an update on what's happened since the last episode aired. Talk about where things currently stand, discuss the tips that have come in, and respond to some of the unanswered questions the reinvestigation raised. The first person I knew I wanted to speak with was the man who oversaw a lot of the investigative work in several of the cases, and whose voice can be heard throughout much of season one, Lieutenant Bill Meyer. After many years working with the Vernon police, several of which were spent heading up the major crimes unit, Bill has since retired from his life in law enforcement. But the man can't stay away from his work. He maintains a close relationship with his old department, a proximity that has provided him with information and updates on his former cases. So, I mean, since the podcast has aired, what's happened with the Vernon Police Department in these cases, Bill? The podcast has generated a lot of interest again in the case. Uh, we've received dozens of tips, uh, and, and we're following up, working jointly with the state police and the state attorney's office. Has the podcast helped in regard to pushing the case forward, moving the needle? The wide publicity across the country uh, certainly helps uh, because... We don't know who has the information that we need, and they could live anywhere. And reaching such a broad audience has been very helpful for investigators working these cases. I'd like to say that a smoking gun tip came in and resolved one or more of the cases. But of course, that is not how cold case investigation unfolds. The fact is, this is a time consuming process, more than most people can understand. It's a hurry up and wait scenario that plagues so many of these cases, which I have run into time and again. I personally can only move things so far. Then it's up to law enforcement. And law enforcement has contemporary priorities and budget restrictions prohibiting them from dedicating any serious time or person power to these older cases. I asked Bill what he thought was going to happen next. He gave me the stock reply. We don't know. I mean, these girls vanished without a trace. And uh, we've been working uh, since they disappeared to, to try and find them. And we're looking for answers. What else can the guy say, really? What I can report is that the Connecticut State Police did make a big push to investigate the Crystal Lake areas I focused on in the podcast. After hearing about the canine search featured in the show, the state police brought in their own dogs and conducted a search of their own. They marked several areas of interest. They made their presence known. They had the Wendells, the couple who owns the property where the searches took place, believing they were interested in results. Yet after the final podcast episode aired, the state police disappeared once again, stopped returning calls. And I am not saying this to diss them in any way. This is a fact. It's what happened. The Wendell family, who were also featured in season one, were extremely disappointed. They wanted to see some sort of action based on where the state police canines and my canines hit. The state police even told them they were going to bring in ground-penetrating radar to take a closer look underground. Sadly, they did nothing. So, once again, I decided to do the work myself. Hey, this is J. 
Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, Peter? Ground penetrating radar, or GPR as it's more commonly called, is a non-destructive way to search underground and detect buried or hidden remains. It is a fairly precise scientific way of searching underground without digging holes and spending days, even weeks, sifting through dirt and rocks like an archaeologist, 
hoping to find fragments of a body. The idea is to detect what are called subsurface caves in the underground landscape using radiograms to penetrate the earth. As crime scene expert Peter Valentin explained to me, cold case investigation or reinvestigating cases that seem to have run their course is tedious work, but there are tasks that can be done. With these cold cases, and you know this better than anybody, if, if you assume that what the initial investigators did was correct, you're going to wind up at the same dead end they did. Right. Right. And so you have to go back and reread everything and, and see what's wrong with it or to you know, re-interview right. those people and listen for what never made it into the reports the first six times they were written. Right. right. And also to re-interview people because relationships change. Peter is an old friend. He's had a distinguished career with the Connecticut State Police and retired in 2011 as a detective from the Major Crime Squad. His work encompassed homicide, suspicious death, and major crime scene investigations. He was a member of Connecticut's elite urban search and rescue team, which means he'd had extensive training in detecting criminal activity at a major disaster and has functioned as a rescue specialist focused on saving injured and trapped victims. Peter now teaches at the Henry C. Lee College of Criminal Justice and Forensic Sciences at the University of New Haven. After listening to season one, it was Peter's colleague, Dr. Claire Glenn, who I have also known for many years, who offered up the Institute's ground-penetrating radar as a way for us to search the Wendell property. So one day over the summer, we all met up at the Wendell property. So this stuff looks pretty basic. Uh, the equipment? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'd say it's old school, but it's definitely. You know what it is? It's just there's a limit to what you can do when you're looking into the ground. It's kind of difficult. In reading, it must be difficult. Huh? Yeah, that's actually. So I was actually practicing yesterday in my neighborhood, just looking at things. Making sure that uh, all right, I'm reading that the right way. Does it work like a, a like say a fish finder? Same same idea. Cruder than that. But yeah. Yeah. Really. Similar. Really. Oh, oh yeah. Wait till you see the, the images. You'll see it's just. What the hell is that? I'm like, oh, good. I don't know. And then you take it back to the lab and you look at it. So yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take pictures of it. We're going to mark it if if it's something really good. We can mark it if we need to. But I think since it's so localized, yeah, what you have there is good enough. Based on where the canines I arranged to come up in 2020 showed the most interest, there are two main areas we're focused on checking out. Near that A-frame well and the flower memorial I mentioned in season one. Starting at the well, there's a large piece of rock directly behind it where the dogs hit. It juts out into a ledge. Think of Volkswagen-sized boulder that we're thinking is actually the tip of a larger boulder buried underground. I watch as Peter begins tracing a pattern with the GPR equipment north to south, east to west, working toward the place marker where the dogs hit on. I mean, so you're just running that over the ground like you're cutting the lawn, but very, very, very slowly. Yep. And I mean, as you can see with each pass, you see how yeah, there's a, things there's are a way. changing. Yeah. And it gives you the depth? Approximate, yeah, so yeah. this isn't feet. So, you get closer to here, 
should see the ledge, right? Yeah, we're looking at that right there. See how that's constant? Yep. From two to five, yep. two and a half to five. How deep is the resolution good? Or roughly, yeah. Uh, where we are right now, probably 12 feet. Wow. Most bodies are not buried more than 18 inches underground. A killer, and in these cases, we're talking about a hasty type of burial if there are bodies near Crystal Lake, is not going to dig a two, three, or six-foot grave to bury a body. That only happens in the movies. Therefore, GPR can be a highly effective tool to search a wide area underground and determine the best spots, if any, to perform an excavation. The average body is no more than 18 inches. Right no one's digging six on feet down. And I was going to say, if, if I could even make a bad joke about Connecticut, you don't even go that far because you're just constantly hitting fieldstone. Yep. So what ends up happening is it's six inches below the ground and you just have fieldstone okay. all over the top of them. Yeah. Peter outlines the reality of all this, that we are basically looking for a needle in a haystack out here. And as we discuss it further, Peter mentions that if the A-frame well, which is where the original tip from the witness was centered, is now cemented all the way down, the most likely scenario is that a body could have been buried under that cement, if it was placed there at all, or has just washed away. Just as we're ready to move on, Peter's attention is drawn to an image on the screen. I'm seeing something at about two feet. You see that right there? Uh -huh, Here, uh -huh, uh -huh. right? So that's that's the depth we're interested in. Mm -hmm. Let's see if we get back to it. There. You're right. Right there. Okay. That looks like a cylindrical object that I'm right over the top of, and it's most likely a root. And as these cases have gone for me over the past 15 years now, just as a mild pang of excitement builds, it is quickly quashed by reality. Peter is content in telling me that he has thoroughly radared the area, a few times I might add, and that, well, I'll let him explain. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable here that there's nothing in this area to be concerned about. So we have, we have a water table, we have ledge, we have roots, but yep. we have no bodies. No. Yeah. No body parts. If they are, they're scattered, no. they're dust. You said that you would, you would see something localized mm -hmm. with a shape to it, and that's not here. There's nothing in this area. So that's an answer. Not finding anything is indeed an answer. Not the one we want, but it's an answer nonetheless. If you recall from the final episode of season one, the Connecticut State Police decided to bring out their own search dogs to give the appearance of working on the case and not to be outdone by some investigative journalist dude. As if this is some sort of competition. And look, I get it. The state police have to be political and at least make it seem like they are working on the cases. But in my world, it's frustrating as all hell. Just like how my emails informing the current lead detective of what Peter and I were doing out here have been completely ignored. I mean, look, I am in this for the same outcome because honestly, save for a complete omission, 
There cannot be any arrests made in any of these cases. There is zero evidence. The conclusion, if possible, is finding one of the girls and bringing her home. So for me, all this state police nonsense is just noise. We could work together, but ego and power and control get in the way of that. Back to Crystal Lake. Peter and I, along with Dr. Claire Glenn and property owner Ken Wendell, move over to where the Connecticut State Police canines hit. An area of flatland, I'd say about 50 feet from the area my dogs hit on. So it's not too far. And as Peter gets going, running his contraption over the forest bed, as if he is buffing a wax floor, things get somewhat exciting as he begins to see something very interesting. So this next area here is where the state police dogs hit and it's marked and I don't know. There's definitely some, what's under here again? We don't know, that's where the dogs alerted. See all that? So there's, uh, there's, there's, there's all kinds of activity there. Yeah, there's a, it's like an opening down there somewhere. And this is different too, this is not. Yeah, that's an anomaly, yeah. Peter is definitely seeing something he has not seen all day and it interests him greatly. I've not seen this type of concerned or concentrated focus on his face. But you see how the, 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 the one that was about three feet is gone? Yeah. Right, there was something here, yeah. now it's not. It's gone. So if we bring this back over here, there it is. What Peter means is that he runs the GPR over the area an object underground, long and cylindrical, becomes clear and then disappears. As he runs the machine over it a different way, boom, there it is again, about a foot long. We don't say it, but looking at it, one can draw the conclusion this is a femur bone. It has that same shape. Why nobody bears bodies in Connecticut. Yeah. After talking about it, we decided to dig. There's a nervous energy among us. None of us expect to find anything. But you just never know. And that's all it was was just roots. Ken Wendell continues digging. And as he meanders the shovel over thick and long roots, he comes across a rather long, skinny rock, and Peter makes an observation. Maybe that's what I was seeing. No, that... You can actually hear Ken hit a rock here. That's what I was seeing. This. Uh, yeah, I don't think you need to go much further than that. And so, what has been a common theme for the past 12 years as I investigated these cases continues? What at first seemed promising, like maybe a break leading somewhere, turns into another stone blocking a path. 
We searched several more areas, including the so-called bunker area near where the Irene LaRosa Flower Memorial is located, an area the search dogs were not interested in, and we found absolutely nothing. I am disappointed, yet in some respects, I am happy to report that after all we did on the Wendell property and across the street closer to the LaRosa property, I do not believe any of the girls are in this area. And if they were at one time, 50 years has taken that prospect away. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. 
I thought I'd end this update with a conversational Q&A facilitated by my executive producer, Christina Everett, who is the wizard behind the curtain, really, with all things Paper Ghosts and my new weekly true crime podcast, Crossing the Line with M. William Phelps. Christina was instrumental in keeping me in check and keeping me on track during season one and played the same role in season two, which you might have heard her on. Well, thanks, Phelps. I'm excited to be here and to be able to talk to you about, you know, what happened behind the scenes of Paper Ghosts. And we've gotten a lot of feedback and emails. And I'd love to talk to you, you know, specifically about, you know, what's the general consensus of the tips that you receive? Well, 99% of the tips I feel are legit. The problem is time. Someone will tell me that 45 years ago, a man with a similar description to those in the podcast pulled over a similar vehicle and tried to abduct me. The other popular tip, sadly, my father lived in the area and molested me and other kids in the neighborhood. I mean, this is horrible. I, I, I feel for these people, but there's really not much I can do with that information. I, I, all of these men are dead. And with a 50-year-old potential abduction tip, there's nothing to go on. Along those lines, didn't you get a solid tip, though, about Bob LaRosa? Boy, did I ever. A former cop, he's working in the Rockville near the LaRosa home on the evening Susan LaRosa went missing. He contacts me. And I quote, from 1970 to 1996, I was a Vernon police officer. I knew Bob LaRosa. On the day that Bob's wife, Susan, went missing, I was assigned the police department's portable number one beat, which was foot patrol in a Rockville section of town. It was sometime after 5 p.m. that day, this source goes on to explain to me. It wasn't even dark out yet, he says. He's walking near the old water fountain in the Rockville section, uh, which is a five-minute walk from the La Rosa apartment. Bob La Rosa approaches him. Bob appeared very upset, acting nervous, quote, almost in panic mode. Bob said he wanted to report his wife missing, further stating she had gone to the store earlier and hasn't returned home yet. My source says, I then told Bob he'd have to wait 24 hours before he could make an official missing person report. I can't recall his response, but it always bothered me the way he acted that day, more nervous that maybe he knew where Susan was. I mean, I'm thinking about this and it's like, so Susan goes out to the store. She doesn't come back for an hour or so. And Bob's already wanting to report her missing. That's strange to me. Yeah. Well, what about our other man in question, the witness? Did you get any other additional information or tips about him? I did get some bonus information, if you will, about the witness. Someone close to the witness told me about a day when the witness, he just up and left town without telling anyone. Here's what my source said, quote, suddenly without warning or any sort of announcement, he was gone. No one in the family knew where he went or why he left. The sudden exit from town baffled everyone who knew them, end quote. So the witness's disappearance was a mystery to those he was closest to. And it's right after the witness's departure from town that my source here, quote, began hearing family members make comments about Susan and Bob LaRosa. 
And he recalls one of the family members saying something about the witness, quote, probably had something to do with that La Rosa woman. Oh, I mean, it's things like this that I wish we were able to include in the show, but sometimes it was a matter of timing or, you know, not being able to firm up enough sources to include it. So I'm glad we can address that now. Here's the thing. This source also told me that Bob LaRosa and the witness were, quote, tied to the hip. He remembers hearing from family that the two of them were the last to see some girl at a party in Rockville one night, and then she was missing. That's remarkable. Mm. And and to clarify, you're not just saying this like based off of one single email. I mean, you really research every single tip that you get and the things that you share are not just gossip. So are there any other tips that you received that we haven't touched on? You know, I, I received other tips, I think, embrace a bit of validity within the scope of the cases too. But these tips require a lot more vetting and further investigation. I did also receive, uh, you know, several psychic tips, which I do not, sorry, place any relevance in. The one thing I do want to say, and this is important to me here at this stage of the investigation, I'm just so sorry to all of those who have written in and were abused by a, a man in your life, physically, sexually, or emotionally. I'm just so sorry this happened to you. I hear you. I am listening. And your voice is counted with me. It takes a lot to raise your hand and speak about this stuff, and I'm glad you did. So shifting gears, let's talk about the Connecticut State Police, you know, going back to our last episode and the work that you did with the search dogs and what the local authorities did and didn't do. How has that gone with you? Have you heard anything from them? I've not heard a word from the state police. They seem to think, I don't know, uh, that we are in some sort of competition or that I harbor resentments against them or I'm holding back information None of which is true. I emailed the lead detective in this case after uh, Peter Valentin and Dr. Claire Glenn and Ken Wendell and myself went up in the woods to do the ground penetrating radar. And I shared with the detective my, Peter's findings and his thoughts, etc. Now, this lead detective and Peter know each other very well. In fact, they work together. I never got a response. So that says a lot to me. My job has always been to report what I feel is worthy of reporting. I, I don't get in the state police's way. I don't hold information from them. And some people that you really don't hold information from are those closest to the victims, specifically the sisters. You know, we got Mary, Janice Pocket's sister, April, Lisa White's sister, and Terry Shanks, Susan LaRosa's sister. You know, they were all huge parts of season one. All of their stories greatly affected listeners, and myself included. You know, so have you talked to them recently? What can you tell listeners about them? And, and really, how has the podcast and the investigation affected each of them to date. I, I went back and forth a little bit with them uh, about coming on this update episode. And, you know, I think they made the right decision and just, you know, letting it be. 
I mean, they don't have to keep revisiting this stuff. It's, it's with them all day, every day. To talk about it even more now, I think, would just be uh, overwhelming. Well, thanks for walking me through all of this. I know these were some burning questions that a lot of listeners had, so I'm glad we could take the time to address them. With all of that said, I want listeners to know that every email, phone call, social media message regarding these cases, even if you do not hear back from me, is read, considered, thoroughly vetted, and checked out. And those tips or suggestions deemed potentially helpful to any of the cases are handed off to the right people in law enforcement. So please keep sending them in, no matter how insignificant you might think the information you have is. Every tip, no matter where it leads, is one step closer to a resolution for the families. I will continue to update the cases on an as-needed basis. And please, subscribe to Crossing the Line with M. William Phelps. It's my new weekly podcast with iHeartRadio. Finally, I want to thank every listener. I am entirely humbled by your support of this podcast, as well as my other weekly show, Crossing the Line. I have much more coming, so stay tuned. Paper Ghosts is written and executive produced by me, M. William Phelps, and iHeart executive producer, Christina Everett. Audio editing and mixing by Abu Zafar. Thanks to Will Pearson at iHeartRadio. The series theme, number 442, is written and performed by Thomas Phelps and Tom Mooney. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated.
You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.